y'all already know what day it is. It is Christmas Eve. Oh my God, guess who just texted? Who? Your mom. No. <laughs> I said I did not tell anyone where we're going and I still won't, okay? <laughs> All right, you guys, we have finally made it to North Georgia. Babe, where do you have us at? We are literally in the back of the back, back, backwoods. Well, they said uh, we would be secluded, kind of, so. Yeah, but not even one. We haven't walked past one person. Well, we haven't seen one damn car, neither. <laughs> Holy shit. Whoa. Wait, babe. <laughs> what? Take a picture of me in the... <laughs> what? Oh shit, that's so dope. That is so dope. That is so, dope. Is so beautiful. Holy crap. All right, babe. Okay, it is finally 11 o'clock and we have to open oh gifts. Oh my God, Kim. Come on, one Kim. gift. Kim. Wait, what? what was that? What was what? Did, did you not hear that? I'm, babe, we're in, we're no, in the no, backwoods, no, okay, of what? the Airbnb. I'm pretty sure it's an animal. Which makes it even more creepier. I can go out there my damn time. Kimberly, no, what the fuck no. you got going? Man, no, listen to me. I will call up there. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. No, 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 no. Come on. What the fuck? Come on, baby. No, come on. We got to fucking go. We got to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Shrika Bakari and Teddy Martin of Maniacal Night. Guys, what is up? How you doing? I have my coffee. <laughs> I'm kind of tired, but I'm here. <laughs> Good. So uh, we're going to dive right into this one, guys. Uh, first of all, anyone who watches the show knows uh, how much we love Shriko and his work. I've been involved with several of his projects. Amazing guy, awesome filmmaker. I cannot wait to dive in and ask Teddy some questions. But first, I am going to start off with Shriko. Shriko, tell us about Maniacal Night. What inspired you to make this film? And, you know, what inspired this way to dive into a feature version of the found footage horror that you're used to kind of mastering in the short levels? Well, actually, two of my favorite horror films, actually three, actually, um, The Strangers, um, funny games and um, 2003's uh, Texas Chainsaw. And um, when I saw those films when I was younger in high school, it scared the crap out of me. I was like, holy crap. Like, I've never felt terror like that. And still at 30 years old, years later, I still feel the same way, if not more. So I said, I've always wanted to make something on that level, but uh, kind of combine them together and put them into a found footage form um, that gives it a first person perspective, if that makes sense, to make it seem like it actually really happened or things of that nature. You know how found footage is. But um, that's what pretty much inspired me. And I studied those films again and um, still felt the exact same way, wrote the script. And I was like, holy crap, this is actually really scary. This is unsettling. So I was really happy about that. But I had no idea it would be a feature film. Um, you know, I said, it's going to be what it's going to be. And it ended up being a feature. And um uh, it's so far so good, and I'm I'm really proud of it so far. 
Awesome, awesome. And Teddy, first of all, great to meet you. And secondly, nice to meet you uh, too. I, I've heard a couple of the killer tracks on the soundtrack that you've done for this film, and I'm just curious. Uh, how did you and Shriko connect for this project? And, you know, what were some of the things emotionally that you kind of had to dive into in order to create the soundtrack for this film? So I actually know Shriko from my fiance, because uh, my fiance actually met him a few years ago, and we actually follow each other on social media. So I've always enjoyed what he's been doing and vice versa and he approached me one day and actually his assistant director shout out to ashley uh approached me um and we had a conversation and then i met with him and he actually like handpicked the songs that um he wanted to have on the soundtrack which like i i thought fit perfectly uh for the movie so i was super super excited because no one had ever asked me to uh have music placement for a film before so this is a first and follow up what are some of your favorite movie soundtracks off the top of your head i would have to say my favorite favorite soundtrack it's a musical and i would have to say that it would have to be dream girls okay (laughs) i don't know the music on there is just like I just remember at some point, like, that was the only, like, album I was, like, listening to at one point in, like, 2006. Like, that's all I listened to. So, like, I sang Effie White into, like, the ground. I just, like... (laughs) (laughs) So that was my favorite soundtrack, I would have to say. Dream Girls, 2006. Good pick. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Shriek, I managed to see the uh, the trailer online, and I had a few questions about the sort of the the mask design, kind of what the the genesis of that was, your inspiration that you drew from on that. Just sort of walk us through the origin of those specific designs because they are very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, um, if I'm going to have a a story that's going to stick with people, you know, not everyone's going to like the story. Not everyone's going to like the movie. You know, that's just with anything you do. I'm pretty sure you guys know that from being entertainers and things of that nature yourself with the show, you know, not everybody's going to approve it, whatever, but you do it because you love it. You do it because it's something that you truly are passionate about. So I'm passionate about making this terrifying, but I'm also passionate about making sure that the masks mimic and, and kind of, give a an overall uh, view of what you're going to feel in the story. And I think I hit it right on the head. I said I wanted the female antagonist to be the most terrifying because I want her to be unhinged. I want her to be um, um, psychotic. I want her to, to be um, someone who just doesn't care about life. She just cares about getting things done. Um, and sometimes that may be the right way or it may be the wrong way, depending on who you are. You know what I mean? Um, just like Thanos, you know, depending on which way you're looking at, if he's right or if he's wrong. But for the male antagonist, I wanted him to be somewhat of a, not a leader, but someone that if you look at him, you're like, holy crap, okay, I don't want to be around him. He's, he's not as scary but he's very intimidating. 
And that's what I wanted to, I wanted that mask to draw intimidation, like Dr. Doom. You know, Dr. Doom's mask is very intimidating. But when you hear him speak, you're like, oh, he's very intelligent. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. But the first time you look at him, you're like, holy crap. Uh, I got to make sure I say the right things around this guy because I don't know if he's going to chop my head off or, or, or stab me in the heart or whatever. But like I said, I wanted the mask to resemble what you're actually going to feel. And I, I, I think I did a great job with that. Yeah, no, definitely. They were <laughs> watching the trailer. I was like, "Ooh, I don't like this," especially with like the long hair coming. Out. I was like, "Uh." Uh-uh. Um, I also wanted to ask if there was any significance that you can reveal or right, to the decision to make it set during the holiday season. Yes, I've always wanted to make a holiday horror film, whether it be set okay. at Halloween or Christmas, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, whatever you know, and we do have a lot of holiday horror films set during the Christmas time, but we don't have many that are, I guess, at the forefront. We see a lot of Halloween or Valentine's Day type horror stuff. Um, so I wanted to take a stab at uh, setting this during Christmas because, for one, Christmas is time for love and family and, as the trailer says, vacations and things of that nature. And what better way to make this even more unsettling than to put it in a time where it's supposed to be for cheer and positivity and laughter and love and slice through that with horror and terror. So I think making it during, uh, setting it during the Christmas uh, theme uh, made it 10 times more terrifying than it would have been if it was just a regular day. So uh, a question for both of you that I'm going to throw out there is, um, you know, obviously making a film, especially of this magnitude, something that could be a feature film and ends up being one. But with that comes a lot of challenges. Uh, what were some challenges that both of you faced in the process of this film? I think the, the biggest challenge I faced with this film was um, post-production. That was the first. Um, usually it's during production where I catch hell. <laughs> but um, this time around, production was smooth it was very smooth it was um it was nice it was really nice it it felt good to have a smooth production for the first time um but then i'm like okay everything's going really well what the hell is going on then here comes post-production with all this technology craft and color grading and uh, sound and export exporting and all this crap and it just it gave me hell complete hell and I was to the point where I said, forget this, fuck this, I don't really care anymore. This is just gonna have to wait till fucking 2023 because I cannot deal with this type of unnecessary stress. It was unnecessary, it was like little shit. Little shit. This clip couldn't export. Oh, your whole film couldn't export because of this one little sound bite right here. What the fuck, are you serious? Like it was, it was that frustrating and I had to realize, I was like, well, this film is must going to be kick-ass because I'm going through a lot of post-production hell with this shit. But um, I think that's the only challenge I really had with this film. The actors were great. The story was great. Um, the timing with everything, the, the, the itinerary. We Sometimes we started late and finished early or you know things of that nature. It, it was a great time, but post-production was really hell for me for the first time ever. <laughs> so that was my challenge. I think for me, it would 
the challenges is not being able to like necessarily like tell people what's in the movie because <laughs> it's, it's it's something like when I sat down and watched it, it wasn't something that I was expecting. I was expecting it to go one way and it did not go that way I was expecting to. So either way, it turned out to be a great film. So I like I said, I think for me, it's just like the excitement of wanting to like tell everything, but I can't do it. So I think that was the biggest challenge. Now I'm just like, I'm just chilling now. I'm just kind of just like sitting back and enjoying this moment and just, you know, because like I said, it's a first for me. I've never had anybody say, hey, I would like to place your music in my film. So like I said, this is, for me, it's an exciting time. So I'm just kind of like, just chilling now. Just, that's what, Strico, that's what you told me to do. You said, just chill and enjoy this time. Because pretty soon, it's just going to just, it's going to do that. So You're the first person yeah. that I've ever worked with that actually took what I said to heart and actually doing it. You're trusting yeah. what I'm telling you. And yeah. that's what makes this whole thing worthwhile is when you're making an impact on someone who truly appreciates what's been given. Even though they don't know the ins and outs of certain things, they're appreciative and they're thankful for what God has placed upon them. And yep. that for me is all I need. And it took years to get someone like Teddy to be like that, but um, it was well worth it. You know what I'm saying? This whole group, um, even down to, you know, the other cast members and whatnot, but specifically on him and how expressive he is with his gratitude and things of that nature. It's, it's a, it's a very emotional uh, thing. So I appreciate you on that 100%. <laughs> oh, Thank you. So uh, something else that I wanted to add is, you know, with the, a, a film like this, a, a lot of like, especially with found footage, a lot of this is riding on the performances of the actors and without like gra like really grounded really scary really human from the main protagonists performances the whole film doesn't work and you know you i know you're very particular in the actors that you cast you know you know on set and during rehearsals during all of that were you ever like looking at the actors kind of just going like damn, I made the right choice, or damn, I, I really, really am happy with how this is flowing, especially like on, you know, with found footage, really long shooting days, because you're filming in real time, like you're filming it as if it's an everyday activity. So, you know, what was the onset experience like with those actors? And how does that really ground the film in kind of a new way? Well, to be honest with you, this is the first time I have ever um, done a production where I truly said this is perfect and it scared me but i had to go through a lot of challenges and setbacks and things of that nature to know who the right people are at that time if that makes sense you know i can't just automatically know i have to do trial and error and i'm pretty sure you and nick know about that as well too you don't know who you're working with unless you give it a try and once you give it a try and you say, you know what? Absolutely not. I can't work with their asses no more. Absolutely not. I can't do it. It's stressful. That's good because you know what you're looking for now. You know what you can tolerate. You know what you can handle. And you know what you're not going to 
put up with. You know what I'm saying? And for the first time ever, you know, I looked at the cast that I had in front of me and I literally almost cried because I was just like, I've never had a more perfect casting that almost eight years I've been doing this. Um, these people are respectful. These people are kind. These people are loyal. Uh, these people show love. They show gratitude. Um, they express how much it means to them. They listen. You know what I'm saying? They ask questions. Um, but the main thing is that they are respectful and they see my vision and they want to help me bring it to life. And they see the opportunity that is bestowed upon them and they don't take it lightly. I've worked with a lot of people um, who are not appreciative, you know, who they see the vision at the time, but they're waiting on the fruits to come out. And I can't just work with people who are wanting fruits. I gotta work with people who are wanting to put hard work behind their craft to then receive the fruits as they come. It's inevitable. Fame, money, and all that stuff, it's going to come. You cannot, you can't stray away from that. But the main thing is, are you doing this for the right reason? Are you doing this to better yourself, better yourself as an actor or a human being and more to network and to possibly, you know, you never know, uh, skyrocket you to the next level. And that's why I always tell people, you never know who you're working with. You never know who you are working with. And you never know where that person is going. So that's why it's very important for you to be grounded, for you to be understanding, and for you to do your research on that person as well. Because tomorrow I could get a call from Paramount and they're saying, hey, Sharika, we want to partner with Foreman Empire Productions. Um, let's go ahead and give you a, uh, a four-deal look for, for content for Paramount Plus or whatever the case may be. You never know who you're working with. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Between you and Nick, you guys could be the 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 next freaking, not saying you're going to be Wendy Williams, because she went from podcast to, to, to TV, but it's that same realm, if that makes sense. Tomorrow, you guys could get a call from Fox or CW or whatever. They're saying, hey, we want to transform this podcast into a live television, televised uh, audience freaking show. You know, and I can say, damn, I worked with him. I liked him. He was amazing. And I never know what that can do for me. Because you're like, Shrika, let's go ahead and bring you on for A, B, C, and D. That's why it's very important to be kind. And it's very important to, to do trial and error. Never be afraid to cast people, even if you don't really have a, a quite a, a great understanding about that person, but they have a great work ethic. Give it a try because you just never know. And if it doesn't work, guess what? You don't have to work with them ever again. Or you can tell them, hey, it's not working out. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't have to go into detail and explain anything to you. It's just not working out. So I'm very proud of the trial and error that I went through for those couple of years. And even recently with Riptides, um, that was not a great working experience. Um, but I finished and I did it. And I'm appreciative of those people who came out when they didn't have to. But um, like my grandmother always told me, just because people come out and support you doesn't mean they're truly for you. And the only way you're going to have to figure that out is if you try. Because like she always told me, you know, insults come in the form of jokes and smiles as well. So you got to be careful. But, um, but yeah, man, this is 
the perfect cast, perfect people, even down to production side. So I'm really proud of it and I'm thankful for it. I know that. Very nice, <laughs> nicely put. And thank you for the compliment on potentially being the next Wendy Williams. <laughs> that was, that was actually in my contract as well. That That was my... He sat me down for like a five-year goal, and I said, "You know, Wendy Williams, that's me." (laughs) 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 Can you go in at all to the sort of what the rollout process is going to be like for for the film? You know, kind of where you're expecting release-wise when it's going to be done. I know you're in post. You said right now we are in review stages uh, with uh, specific critics and whatnot, and um, so far so good. Um, you know, we're not expecting everyone to like the film, you know, not everyone's going to like what you do, but it's the fact of the matter that you put it out there, you know, um, regardless of what feedback you get, you put it out there and if you're proud of your work, that's all that matters. If the audience likes it, that's great. If certain critics like it, that's even wonderful, even more wonderful. Um, but we can't focus on like, you know, like the negativity and things of that nature, if it does come. Um, but this is the first time I've ever put a film that I've done out into a quote unquote review stage with um, people from, uh, you know, Dread Central and um, certain uh, Rotten Tomato critics and whatnot. So it's a, it's a, it's a scary deal, but it's also a deal that uh, it needs to happen, you know, cause I have to get prepared for more things like this and bigger things like this as well. Um, we are in the, currently we've just started our film festival run um, for 2023, but we're starting it um, now. And our first uh, film festival that we got into is the Shock Fest Film Festival out in um, Las Vegas, Nevada. And that is one of the nation's um, premier horror festivals. And um, it's very challenging uh, to get into, and it's very challenging to get screened, and it's very challenging to even get nominated and win. And um, for my feature debut, I'm really happy that they um, they saw me, you know, they saw my work, they saw what I was trying to tell, they got the story and whatnot. And they said, you know what, we're going to screen this. So we became an official selection and um, we're just waiting to see if we got nominated for anything. And the screening will be uh, virtually next uh, Saturday. Um, But um, as far as uh, distribution and things of that nature for the film, um, right now we can't put it out there because we are being considered for uh, a lot of big festivals, which that means we cannot have it on any type of streaming service, internet, distribution, TV, whatever the case may be, um, that just cannot happen. So once we're done with the festival run, um, with these bigger festivals, then, um, you know, we'll see what happens. And um, But regardless, we do have two platforms, POV Horror and uh, Nexus Streaming Service that um, the film will be on um, later after the festival run is completed. But um, this time around, I kind of, I told myself, I can't stay stagnant when it comes to festivals. I can't stay stagnant when it comes to smaller festivals, um, monthly festivals, things of that nature. That's what I needed when I did my short films. Um, But for my first feature debut, I said, I can't treat this as such. I have to treat this as a big deal because if I don't think it's a big deal, no one else is gonna think it's a big deal. 
And I'm really happy to say out of the eight big film festivals thus far that we've submitted into, we've gotten into one already. So that is a big deal. And I'm really proud of that. Um, we find out our next big festival coming up on Christmas Eve and then January, February, March, April, we get those notifications for those other huge festivals. But um, this time around, it's more about quality, not quantity. Um, because as I was told by my goddad, all it takes is one name, one reviewer, one company, or one person to see this. And that's all I need. I don't need official selection one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh, we got accepted into 200 film festivals and got nominated for 50 awards and won uh, 75. I really don't care about that. I care about the quality. You know, if my ass can get us into Scream Fest in Beverly Hills, that is the Sundance of horror. You can't tell me shit after that. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Bitch, you mean to tell me I'm going to be screened in at the Chinese TCL theaters in Hollywood at Screamfest, where they picked up Paranormal Activity, where they picked up all types of big horror films. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can't tell me anything if I get into the uh, American Black Film Festival in, in, in Miami Beach. You know, that's a huge, that's, that's a Sundance for African Americans. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. You know, it's it's more so about the quality this time around than the quantity. And so far, so good. So I hope people, when they see that these are at these big festivals that they, you know, come out or they watch it virtually and, um, you know, just get ready because it's going to just get bigger and bigger from here. I know I'm on the right track with the right people now. So I couldn't do this before because I didn't have the right people. But now that I do have the right people, I can do these bigger things and take bigger risks and, and, and do something that I've re never really done before that I've always wanted to do. And um, I'm really proud of that. That's awesome to hear. Uh, we can't wait to see it for whenever we get the chance to. And uh, something that I, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll close with this because this is a question I ask everybody because to me it's the most important question. And this is open to both of you, both as a uh, musical artist and as a filmmaker. What if you know you're looking at somebody who's never watched the film before you're about to click play on it what's the one thing you hope that person takes away from the film i hope that the person sees the power of god and what he's done for you i hope the person sees the hard work that God has allowed me to do. I hope they see the blessings that he has bestowed upon me and my team. I hope that they see him through my talent because at the end of the day, I can be the best filmmaker in the world and have the, the most awards in the entire world. But at the end of the day, I hope they see truly what God has really done for me because I've been through a hell of a lot when it comes to um, filmmaking and, and trial and error. And these seven years have been very challenging, but worth it. 
because it got me too maniacal. Um, so I hope that they take away the positivity in this and I hope that they take away that, um, you know, man, this, this motherfucker has really worked hard for this shit. Hey, I've never seen him do a feature and this shit is actually really good, you know, regardless of whether you like it or not, right? I hope that you take away the hard work that has been put into this and the dedication. You can see my passion and my drive into this and not just watch it as just a regular movie, but a huge passion project, if that makes sense. Because a lot of people have done a lot of great things in this from Gray down to uh, Cicely, Ashley, everybody, you know, Teddy with his music. So that's what I really hope that uh, they see the passion, the power and the love of God through all of this and all of us. I think for me, I just want people to take away the message in this film because there is a message in this film. Mm -hmm. um, you really have to like sit down and you literally, you have to watch it. Um, so for me, of course, is I'm gonna say, I want people to take away that they also enjoy the music, but I really want people to take away the message <laughs> that's in this film. Um, so whoever is gonna sit down and watch this, pay attention. Trust me, just pay attention <laughs> because there's, it's, it's a message and, like I said, I'm always for those in films. Um, I always like a, a, I always like a story, and this tells a story. Um, and I'm a big horror person too, um, so I was like, as you said, I was honored that you know, Shriko asked me to do this. So um, I'm still enjoying the moment. There's many more <laughs> moments coming. Um, but yeah, for me, like I said, I just I want people to take away the message that's in this film. Well, thank you guys so much for coming onto the show. We cannot wait to see Maniacal Night. Everyone who's watching, please go to the description to see where you can find links to the social medias, to the music, to everything involving Maniacal Night and its upcoming festival releases. I'll even leave a link where you can buy tickets online to watch the film digitally. Guys, again, thank you so much for being here. It was an honor to have you guys again. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Best of luck with the festival run, too. Congratulations on the uh, first one there. And Thanks, I'm sure guys. there's many more to come.